That's our theme song. We are live in the straight red plex, beautiful straight red plex, live being pre-taped for this podcast. Are you not going to say welcome to straight red? I haven't done it yet. I was saying where we were first. Okay. Listen, you do you. It's all right. All right. We're only listened to by dozens. Here it is again with the pity. Welcome to straight red. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Ross. Yeah. And with me is always a man who only moments ago said the best magic is black magic, Alex S. Kibler. <laughs> Why do you worship Satan? What? Oh, God. See, I try to prepare myself. I'm always like, all right, he's going to say something freaking ridiculous. And I have to be ready for, for what he says. And I'm like, okay, he's going to say something funny about my face or glasses or something. And then it's black magic. And I don't, I don't what do I say about that? You, you answer know, the tough questions. Well, you answer them. I don't think I've ever once mentioned your glasses or your face. That's interesting that those are your major they're concerns. My, they're my, well, self-conscious, you know how it is. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I, you know what, when you say that though, what it reminds me of is, the, do you remember the, did you ever watch um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, I did. Do you remember the episode when they were in the mall and it was like, well, it, there was this kid and he went to the mall and the guy at the mall had like a pinball game. And it was like, escape the castle or something, and there's like a princess, and then his life like became the pinball game. This Do you remember that? vaguely familiar. And like, he had to go find the princess, and he went up to the second level and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the very end, he's like, oh, I won, I found the thing. And then he's like, no, no, game over. And like, he looks up the escalator, and there's like a giant pinball. And why that was terrifying when I was 12 years old, I don't know, but it was terrifying. That was a great show. It I was a great show. I believe it was show. made in Canada. Really? I think that. I can't prove it. All of a sudden, you're like a, you're like a uh, Canadian file? Keep trying, Alex Kibler, <laughs> with his words. The pride of Virginia Tech. Hey. Blacksburg, Virginia. Hey. What? Yes. Are you not from there? You love the South. We were in the South. You and I together. We were were in Orlando, Florida. As everyone knows, the heart of the South. Orlando, (laughs) Florida. I think of traditional South. I think of Orlando, Florida. They had a Waffle House, which I'd never been to before. We went to two different Waffle Houses. We did. One because I demanded it. Listen, Jeff comes in with his Midwestern charm. We went to Waffle House. There was a girl there who'd never seen snow, which Blew Jeff was like, mind. I don't, Jeff's like, I've never seen the sun, so this is weird for me, too. Yeah, everybody. We had all, <laughs> we had all kinds of questions. But, but yeah, man. We went, and then he was like, oh, you know what? I, got, I get the Waffle House. I get it. Yeah. And then we went to another Waffle House. We He's like, wait, can we wake up early before we got on the plane and go to Waffle House? And the answer is yes. Yes, we can. And we did. Yeah, we went to Waffle House twice. In the straight red mobile. In the straight red mobile. They gave us a red car. Listen, we didn't even ask for a red car. Didn't even ask for it. They gave us a red car. Incredible. There was so much fun in the Orlando adventure to see Orlando City take on New York City oh, FC man, in the what a Citrus match. Bowl. We'll get to the match later on. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but it was a great adventure. The atmosphere around oh, that was incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. The whole city was on board. Everything was purple. It was really amazing. Like We, really went, amazing. we walked around for a couple of hours before... The match, and we went to town hall and, and excuse me, city hall and stuff like that. And and there are purple signs everywhere, everywhere, absolutely everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. The town has completely bought into Orlando City. Now, yes. does it help that they have a history? Y- yes, they have a winning history. Yeah, but even then, it's only been a couple of years. It hasn't been that much. Yeah, exactly. You get sixty two thousand, and I know my my math is not that great. Listen, but you when Jeff decides 000. he's going to do some math, just buckle your seatbelts. Buckle up! 
Buckle in. Uh, 62,000 people show up in the Citrus Bowl. Orlando officially has a population of about 238,000 people. Right, right. That means one out of every four Orlando citizens was in that stadium. Now, I understand that that is not true. I was not a citizen of Orlando, and I was in that stadium. I think there was a lot of that, yeah. But I still am impressed that as a proportion, you have 25%, an equivalent to 25% of your population is at one game. If New York... We're going to be able to pull off that same kind of percentage. <laughs> yeah. That would mean New York City FC would have a stadium somewhere that could see two million people. The difference is that. There's tons of differences. When you walk around downtown Orlando, you have a hard time finding anything Anything worth there mentioning. No, there's no one walking around. There's a place, a bar, I assume, called Whiskey Dicks. Because that joke writes itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was planted by a ginger. Like one of, Someone who listens to the show is like, all right, wait a minute. We're going to go temporarily change the name of this bar. Yeah. Well, they so, got me. Yeah. I took three photos. Of it. <laughs> that got me uh, immediately. Yeah, I didn't man. even go in though, so I guess they didn't totally get me. Right? I didn't quite quite get it done. Now, obviously, the math is just a silly thought exercise. Those things are apples and oranges. But the point I'm trying to make by it is how much that city is already behind this team. Yeah. Even their normal capacity that they're going to have for the Citrus Bowl, my understanding it was going to be around a little around 20, like 19 or 18. Although the next match, they've already opened it up to another like 23, 25,000. They have. That is still a significant portion of the people who live there. And to me, that is something. They have earned some support they got to win some games this was a draw we'll get into it yeah but it's still really inspiring to see so yes. good on you orlando i wonder if they're i mean i i actually just read that they have already decided to expand the seating of that stadium of the uh of the new orlando city oh, stadium yeah from 19 to twenty thousand five hundred. but i am starting to think they're building that stadium too small i mean do you, they could build a twenty four ish twenty five, and I think it would be a great fit. You know, would you would you sell it out for small time games? Probably not. Um, but would you sell it out when the big teams come? Oh yes, easily. So if we're looking at Major League Soccer as it is today, and perhaps we shouldn't, by the way, but if we're looking at Major League Soccer as it is today, league average nineteen thousand fans yeah. a game, which puts it above NHL and NBA. And by the way, right now it's trending above that, but we've only had one weekend, so right. let's not read into it too. Well, much. but let's also remember that we just got rid of Chivas USA, which despite dragging its, it down, yeah, it really was. And and but something else to keep in mind too is that a lot of those stadiums, even for the teams that have very fervent supporters groups. Are small, smaller stadiums and a lot of them are sub small, twenty anyway. Smaller stadiums. When we're looking at the sizes you're talking about, twenty four, twenty five thousand. Yeah. Right now in Major League Soccer, there's only a couple stadiums that uh, meet or exceed that. The obvious one, CenturyLink Field, which is an NFL stadium. Yeah, so we can see Red Bull Arena. Plus. Red Bull Arena, I believe, is twenty five, twenty five, twenty six somewhere. And there. StubHub Center is twenty seven. I think it's twenty seven five. You know, those are those are your larger stadiums. The BMO Field isn't at that size now, but under its renovation that's happening right now, which is why Toronto FC is on the road for seven games. Yeah, that will eventually seat thirty. Yes, but that's it. Everybody yeah. else is smaller stadiums. Yeah, is now the time. When you're an expansion team, you're a new team, or whatever your situation may be, or you're a team that's a moneyed team, is now the time to seriously look at it and say, hey, let's go to 25, let's go to 30. I think it's... uh, It won't work for everybody, I'll tell you that It will not work for everyone, and I think you have to sort of play your market by ear. And and, and you're going to find markets that very much um, could support that type of a stadium, and you're going to find markets that can't. I mean... If if you're trying to force a team into a city, like you you see teams like Sacramento, and I think they could build a thirty thousand seat stadium and sell it out every week, and and it no one would blink an eye. But then there's also you know some ownership groups, and we'll get into this in a few minutes. But some ownership groups in cities that don't have quite as much uh, groundswell, like St. Mm-hmm. Louis is a great example, mm-hmm. where there's an ownership group who might be interested, but you don't really have the the Southern Legion that you have in Miami, and you don't have the what do they call them in Atlanta? I'm sorry, Atlanta fans. Uh, I think they're, they're the Terminus. Something. Terminus Legion. Thank Termin- you. Termin- yes. Termin- thank you. Um, I, I only got the first part. <laughs> I, I I solved your. We riddle. solved it, guys. Yes. We figured it out. <laughs> 
figured out. No, I, I get what you mean. And perhaps the community support isn't quite. I shouldn't say it's not there. It's not organized. There is community mm-hmm, support mm-hmm. in St. Louis. It may not be quite as organized as it's been. Uh, the model I always use is Sons of Ben, who basically willed the franchise into existence. Right. Exactly. That's, Good on you guys, by the way. First of all, I know I'm off track already, but that's a team. Uh, the Philadelphia Union, and more importantly, PPL Park, that was designed with expansion in mind, Yes, that I think they could get away with it already. I think they, they, they could, could too. They could expand that stadium. Even though that team hasn't done as well as that fan base deserves, they could probably get away with expanding it. Well, well you had Siberia Orlando. conditions for this first match. We'll get into <laughs> it in a minute. And they, already, they, they still had a great attendance. Philly shows up. I have yeah. no doubts about Philly. But let's take a little step back just to focus in on Orlando again for a moment. They sold 62000 for yeah. this game. Yeah. That's an outlier. They're not going to be able to do that every week. No. But they had, they showed up. It wasn't just like, oh, we gave 62,000 tickets away. Those people were there. They showed up at that stadium. Yes, they, they did. Hearts out. And when Kaka got that goal, a deflected goal, but a goal nonetheless, they lost their minds. Very impressive. Those people <sighs> knew what they were watching. I know you're upset, but that's not the point. The point is, this game coming up, not their not the game, their away game this weekend, but their next home game where they've already said we're going above the capacity we thought yes, we were yes. going to have for our regular season in the Citrus Bowl, which I believe was around 20, 23. Right. We're already looking at 25. That's when, uh, if I'm on that ownership group, I'm really looking at this stadium we are building right now. Although we took a look at the site, it is not there yet. It's only no. cleared the site. In they fact, there is a, a field there. They just basically <laughs> cleared a field. Uh, it's not there yet. you got to start asking questions. Well, how do we want to approach this? We don't want to build a 60,000-seat stadium because that makes no sense. At that point, honestly, just play the Citrus Bowl. Right. <laughs> you know, just do that. But if we're looking at, oh, we're looking at 23, 25, something like that, we have to make some changes now, but it's yeah. probably not impossible. Do you want to do that, or are you afraid you end up in this situation where I've got a 20, sort of like Red Bulls ends up in sometimes, you've got a 25,000-seat stadium, and I get 19, 19, 19.5, which for MLS is still a very good crowd. But when you look at the stadium, yeah, exactly. That looks empty on TV, (sighs) and you don't want to do that. Now, if you have a 25,000-seat stadium and we're usually selling 22, 23, fine, fine. Obviously, you want 25. You always want to sell out. I legitimately think they could do that. And and no offense right. to Vancouver, but the match in question that they're talking about how the next match is already, you know, they're already expanding past the allotment that they thought they were going to have. That's against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which are not traditionally a massive draw. For um, anyone other than a Canadian team. No. And, and oh, I'm so, sorry, and a Cascadia team. And, and like I said, no offense to you guys, but like... When 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 people who aren't season ticket holders look at the schedule, they don't say, "Oh man, I really got to get there for the Vancouver Whitecaps match." You know That's what I mean? What they're saying, what, but, but they are. But they're selling those tickets. <laughs> you know, good for tickets. them. Yeah, I'm selling those tickets. Some of it might come from Orlando. Only has two major league teams. They have an MLS team. They have the Orlando Magic. Yeah, that's yeah. all we got. And for Central Florida, if you wanted to see football, you have to go to Jacksonville. Like, there's if you want to stay in Orlando, yes. you don't have a lot of options. Right, I get it. That being said, you're going to a Vancouver match. You have no connection to Vancouver. You have no rivalry with Vancouver. There's nothing there. Right, exactly. And you're saying, hey, I want to see this. That does say something. We'll keep an eye on it over the weeks, but I think there is something very special, very impressive. My only complaint about my trip into Orlando mm-hmm. was that we probably should have actually done another day there. A to day to Harry early, Potter World? We should have gone to see Harry Potter. <laughs> Drank some butter beer. Should have seen Harry Potter. We planned it poorly. We yeah. planned it poorly. Jeff, do you want to go around the league? I would love to go around the Let's... league because we've never been around the league Jeff on this Straight podcast. Red goes around the league. Here around we go. Around the league. Can you believe it? Let's do it. Five, uh, the Friday night match, LA Galaxy 2, Chicago Fire, nil. All right, I watched that game. I at, did too. At 10 p.m. on I Unimas. watched that game in Spanish because I was one of the chosen 50% that the SAP function didn't work. I watched it in Spanish because I just feel that's a better commentary. I didn't try to. When you SAP. say that, did you understand what they were saying? No. <laughs> I took Spanish in high school, so no. But I was very entertained. Yeah, it was a great time. Watched the game. Loved watching the game. I hate saying this about the Chicago Fire, but they they did not look good. It wasn't great. And you're going to hear this out of our mouths several times, but if... (sighs) 
you saw first game of the season finishing from L.A., and if you had seen mid-season finishing from L.A., that would have been a 4-5-6-0 match. Oh, my God. How many chances did L.A. have oh, in that match? Oh, so many open goals. That could have easily been a 6-0 game. It was ridiculous, really. Easily. Yeah. And, and they know it. That team knows, and I guarantee Bruce Arena let them know it if they thought they could get away with yes. not knowing it. The Chicago Fire... Okay, Jeff Lorenowitz, love him. Harry Ship. Love them. Yeah. They both deserve a better team. I would agree with that, yeah. They deserve a better team. The fans of the Chicago Fire deserve a better team. Right. I don't understand. This is this franchise, this franchise has won an MLS Cup. Yeah, that's true. This franchise is where uh, Bob Bradley came from. Mm-hmm. They can do better. They've done better. And I really hope they turn that around. They just look so disjointed. And, and once the LA machine got rolling in the second half, you just knew what the outcome of the match was going to be. And, of course, going away to LA is a tough ask of any team anybody. in the league. But anybody. You just got the sense the moment that they got started, really, it, I mean, LA looked the more threatening team. They really did. They did. If you're going to beat Los Angeles at home, you have to play him early in the season. Because yeah. that's when they look rusty. They're missing their open goals. That that's when you go, and if you're not going to do it, you're never you're never going to beat them. Yeah, if, if you can't beat them early in the season, because this is a team that has Steven Gerrard not even there yet. Mm-hmm. All right, this team is not even fully equipped right now. Right, they're missing shots that they would they will not miss in July, and they still win two nothing. Yeah, and they did. And and I would tell you what, Jose Villarreal, who started on the left of the midfield, looked tremendous. Now, he looked did good. have a miss, he had a miss early on good. where, it, I mean, gaping goal there, and, and it was on a volley, a little half volley or whatever, should have scored. But the kid looks good. He's 21 years old. Short. Yes, very. Five foot eight. Well, that's not short for, for me, soccer. He's shorter than me. Yeah, but not that's for a my, midfielder that's in my, soccer. That's my standard. <laughs> you? You're your own standard? Yes, if you're shorter than me, you're short. But the, L.A. looked good. I mean, did it look as good as Seattle looked? We'll get to that no, later on. Seattle looked... We'll get that to that later on, but did it look that good? No, but they... And I... As, like I said, you're going to see a very repeating theme here. Teams, if they could have finished this weekend, games might have gone slightly differently. A lot of these teams look, well, frankly, like they just came out of preseason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, L.A. looked like they came out of preseason. Because they're still Los Angeles, they still look pretty good, but they look like they came out of preseason. Yeah, yeah. All right, Saturday, March 7th, D.C. United 1, Montreal nil. That's what I predicted. Yeah. Well, not necessarily that exact score line, but that D.C. Oh, I haven't tallied the scores yet this week. but I We think... have a complicated system. Listen, all will be revealed with the system, okay? D- don't you worry about the system. They're so worried, we'll Alex. Fi- <laughs> we'll fix the system. We are going to have a season-long points competition between Jeff and I. I'm going to win. On the, on, the picks, on the picks that we have for the soccer games. Picks. Soccer picks. And whoever wins at the end of the season gets the podcast. I think that's how this works. What do you mean gets the podcast? We'll figure it out at the end of the season. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out. Enough. DC Montreal. DC wins. Mm-hmm. DC wins to come off their lackluster showing in the CONCACAF. It wasn't League. great, really. I mean, It wasn't great, but they were hurt by the fact that Montreal did well. The goal was nice, though. I don't know if you watched it, Jairo Arrieta. Um, it, was, it was a nice goal. But that being said... It, DC, DC once again, a team that didn't really seize the chances that it had. It had DC had a few glaring misses in that match. But you know, that being said, it's still early in the season. Teams have time to make up for things. Um, Montreal also looked tired. They did, and and you know, it's hard to. It's I can't pin down Montreal. I, I can't. I can't get a sense of what they really are or what they're really capable of. I don't get it. I thought the most coherent Montreal team was the Jesse Marsh first year team. It may have been. It may have been. And since then, like Marco Shalamam, who you may remember. Cause you you had a lot of fun saying that, didn't I you? I really did. <laughs> and who you may remember, who was very entertaining. Yeah. Started super strong, then that team slipped away, and now we have yet another coach, and we're yeah. doing this all again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. Maybe it's still early. It's week one. It but is. But I, I don't see it. Yeah. However, they're doing very well in Champions League. Maybe they're a Champions League team. Maybe that's they, how they they're focus built. focus on the Champions League. Maybe yeah. this is how, what the talent is. You never know, maybe, man. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, and they, they're not good at league games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Philly Colorado. Yeah. I watched the, the condensed version of this match, and I will tell you... MLS Live. Philly looked good attacking. Obviously, it finished nil-nil, and frankly, it 
probably should. Philly should have pulled that one out, but they look good they, going forward. They really did. Philly should have gotten this done. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Philly up a man for almost uh, almost a half hour? Yeah. Uh, Not let me quite let me look at hour. what minute that that. Not quite a half um, hour. They were up a man. They were at home. The red card happened in the 68th minute. Okay, so yeah. not not. Even but they close. were up for a good, you know, 25 minutes. I really, really. thought it was going to happen. And they, they had a lot of good looks, a lot of good chances. I watched that game. Uh, as usual, PPL Park looks fantastic oh, in really the day did. games. Yeah. Not that it looks bad in the night games, but it looked fantastic. And credit to Philly fans. It was cold. It was. Philly, I mean, Philly. They, they showed out, up. They did. They outpossessed 62%. They had 60% of possession. They, they had 16 shots versus Colorado's two. That's when you watch that and you see those statistics and you see the fact that, you know, they, they still completed two thirds of their passes in the final third. They should have gotten a goal out of that. And I think if you're Philly and if you finish the, the season one or two points out of a playoff spot, you've got to look at a match like this and say, what the heck were we doing? You know what I mean? I hope that they don't. I hope they really make the playoffs. I hope they do too. I, I I focus a lot on the fan base because that's my positioning on the all these yeah. things. That's my viewpoint. They love that team. They do. They do. And that it. team needs to start earning it. I agree. I they agree need to start that. earning yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. we're only one weekend. We're we only are. one weekend. Vancouver one, Toronto FC three. Great this game. game if game. you if you saw just the the highlights or maybe even just the score line, you might say, you know what? Yeah, clearly. Toronto FC, better team on paper. But I tell you what, Vancouver, talk about not being able to finish. Vancouver should have been up 3-4-0 by halftime. They had the better first half. They, I tell you what. Vancouver had a better first half. Toronto FC looks terrible on defense, especially when they're trying to defend a counterattack. The counterattack for Vancouver looked amazing. How much of that is Vancouver? How much of that is Toronto FC not defending properly against the counter? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out soon. I guess we we'll will. We'll find out very soon. Yeah. I will say this. I won't go as far to call Toronto FC terrible in defense, but I will say questionable in defense. Very questionable. Very questionable. But, but the but, pride of Canada, <laughs> Josie? American Josie Altidore, yeah. scored twice. <laughs> he did, yeah. Scored twice. Oh, what a cheeky chip on the penalty, oh, too. Oh, look good in both. That's when, what I want to see Did you see the Josie? picture? Hold on. And they gave him proper service. They did. They did, in what fact. he needs. Javinka, the turn on the first goal was outrageous. He, he In the right wing, turns completely around, just around the defender. It looked amazing. Through ball, beautiful stuff. I know we didn't see it in this game, and Javinka is going to put up some goals himself. He is, he is going to do that. Although, I did see the photo you were talking about, by the way. With the uh, girl from Vancouver oh, flipping off Josie. Perfect photo. That, and Josie's oh. still smiling. Oh, yeah. The whole thing's great. Well, he's not even smiling. He's almost just like... This is what I brought you. Like, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. I know it's way too early to tell, but in my gut, yeah. I feel that Josie and Giovinco have the potential to be the equivalent of a Dempsey Martins pairing oh. in the East. That's tough to say, but it's early, but I like the chemistry we're seeing. I like that they know where each other are in the field. Yeah. I feel like there's some potential there. Yeah. We'll see. Dallas won San Jose nil. Uh, what a chassist. I'm going to call that a chassist at a the end. A chassist? <laughs> that yes. needs to be explained. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know what I mean when I say chassist? I think you're trying to swear. I, what, no. <laughs> uh, the goal right at the end. Clearly, Moises Hernandez was shooting. And, you know, Blas Perez doing what Blas Perez does, hanging out, six-yard box, like, oh, yo, a ball's coming. And then he just goes, head, and then the ball goes in. That's how you win if you're Dallas. Hey, it works. It, it, it apparently That's a it does victory. Work. Yes, Dallas always fight. Well, I shouldn't say always. I'm going to say that chassist. That's a word now in the Oscar Perea uh, yeah. reign of terror. Not really a reign of terror, but they find a way, way, way to win. Dallas had more shots on target, five versus two for uh, for San Jose. Outpossessed San Jose. Look, you know, it's funny though. San Jose had a few periods in the game where they actually outpossessed Dallas by a fair margin, and actually a few times in the second half. I want to say that there were several missed chances, if I remember correctly, for Wando and for a few other players as well. They're just yet another team that yeah. looks like they're still in preseason. I, I do think it's going to take a couple weeks yeah, for probably. a lot of these guys. Yeah. For a lot of these guys. Yeah. But uh, hats off to FC Dallas. I was not impressed with the fan support there. Right. I think that it's either the lowest or close to the lowest attendance for the weekend. It was okay. I mean, Dallas, you don't have the cold excuse. 
that's why I'm focusing on them. Yeah, yeah. Other teams, like, if Philly didn't show up, and they did show up, but if Philly didn't show up, you could say, like, well, it was two degrees. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. was cold. Yeah. It's cold. Dallas, it's not cold. No, that's not what and Dallas the is weekend. about. And it's the Saturday. There's no college football happening. <laughs> right? Like, I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their team's better than it's been in the past. They Houston were. Columbus. Houston won Columbus nil. I will tell you what. I took hashtag new crew and I look like a fool. You Well, only if you look at just the score. Columbus looked amazing going forward. And let me tell you right now, um, that for a team like Columbus... Columbus, if I remember correctly, finished with almost 20 shots, 18 shots. Oh, they were for Columbus. Going they, nuts. they went crazy going forward. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Tyler Derrick looked absolutely unbelievable. The only match. reason that Houston walked out of there with anything at all is because of Tyler Derrick. I, I, that man clearly has beard hair sprouting. He's going to turn into Tim <laughs> Howard. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> He, well, Tim guy, Howard who? That's all I want to say. Oh, wow. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, but a little bit, yeah. he's been on the bench in Houston for quite some time. Yeah. Four or five seasons, yeah. something like that. Uh, waiting for his chance, looking through a lot of different keepers, great keepers. Tally Hall was ahead of him for, I think, four seasons. Yes. Finally gets a shot. Turns out he's great. Turns out he's freaking amazing. Exactly. It may be because you had to wait four or five, six <laughs> right. seasons, but... He looks fantastic out there. They have a good thing there in Houston. I will give Owen Coyle and the Houston Dynamo this. They're playing enthusiastically. I've they said are. it before. They look good. They look they confident. They look like they're confident. They look like they're excited. Um, and I think that's going to make up with, forgive me, Houston fans, some deficiencies in the lineup. Yeah. I think it's going yeah. to be made up by the fact that they're coming out there super confident and super enthusiastic in these games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Portland nil, Real Salt Lake nil. Didn't <sighs> expect it. I thought we were going to see a goal fest. I, I really thought did. we were too, but then Nick Romando happened, and you know how that goes. Can't get by him. Uh, you can't get by him. Nick Romando, once again, I mean, Toronto, excuse me, uh, Toronto. We're not talking about Toronto. No. Por- uh, Portland had 18 shots, six of them on target. Once again, some of those, if you watch some of the highlights of that yeah. match, Nick Romando, point blank, just outrageous reflex slides. He's been doing it for a decade. Whatever, a decade. Whatever Salt Lake pays him can't possibly be enough. It cannot be enough. enough. It they, cannot be enough. And I would tell you, though, if you're, if you're Portland, though, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, you get a point out of that. It's not amazing, but well, Portland attacked well. They really attacked did. attacked well, and despite they already have injuries, I know this was a problem last season as well, they have injuries coming out of the preseason for yeah, this team. they really they do. They still are attacking well, and you're playing well against a team that I'll call it right now, they're going to the playoffs. Salt Lake? Salt Lake's going to the playoffs. So if you put up a... <sighs> they look kind of listless to me. Hi, they're going. I wasn't... <sighs> I'm taking I wasn't them. outrageously mind, six impressed. Go. Six teams go. They're, they, I mean, they did outpossess Portland, but at the same half, I mean, excuse me, at the same time, they didn't create a lot of chances. It was a lot of lateral passing and that kind of thing. I think it's the rustiness, the rustiness. Yeah, we'll know. see. We'll see how it went. And then Sunday. Hey, there was an Orlando game. Well, I think Do you know so. anything about that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Oh, that's right. We were there. Orlando City won. New York City won. I had a blast. Some of this had to do First with of the all, 60 I ounces the draw. of alcohol. I called the draw. We had a lot of booze. That happened, yes. Very drunk. We drank with the third rail. Uh, kudos to you guys. We had a great time. Um, that first half, Orlando was clearly the better side. They looked more yep. They looked more attacking. They looked more confident on the ball. I think part of that is that you got a lot of play out of the wide positions, if you, especially the left-back, right-back, left-back, especially with Breck Shea, because Medi Bellucci did not really pose much of a threat going forward. So that game switched on its head when first-team ginger Kyrie Shelton came on in the first second half. First-team ginger. Oh. I love that phrase. Anyone we interview on this podcast who's, on the first a, team. who's a current player. Is on the first team. He's a first team, yeah. First He's definitely teamer. first team. I'm yeah. starting Kyrie Shelton on yeah. uh, the straight red All FC. All of a sudden, that threat of pace changed that game. And in the last 30 minutes, New York was clearly the better team on the field. They were definitely better when Shelton came in. Yes. They looked much stronger, much more confident, and much more aggressive, forgive the phrase. Much so, yeah. Well, Kyrie does, does what Kyrie does. There was one chance that he had, I think it resulted in a shot, maybe not a goal, but... He basically just like, nah, I'm not feeling that you're defender. The four or five defenders like, yeah, to get, I'm, I'm just not going to deal I with you. I said this at the time when we were down there in Orlando, but maybe no one noticed because I was drunk. But <laughs> I noticed. Of course you did. 
I'm predicting in a few weeks. Yeah, not right now, but in a few weeks, Kyrie Shelton's starting for this team. Oh, I team. think he's starting next week against. You think he's starting next week against yeah. New England? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Jason Christ wants to wants to wait. He'll play. Don't well, get it's me wrong. It's a combination of. Well, here's the thing, Medi Bellucci. I don't know why Medi Bellucci uh, is starting. I don't. Either. I don't know why he has a job. Last season in college, Shelton had more assists than he had goals. That's that's a fact. That's how you know he's a Jason Christ man. He is. And he can play out wide. He can do that. Is he going to replace Nimich up top and leave Bellucci in the lineup? I don't think so. But then again, I also am interested to see wh- what kind of role Sebastian Velasquez plays in this in this team. Because I, was I thought he was going to start. I was surprised Velasquez didn't I, I, start. Me too. And, and I think, Start him instead of Bellucci. I know it's a yeah. different player, but start yeah. him instead of Bellucci. Bellucci did not threaten Breck Shea, but maybe twice that entire match. Now, we talked a lot about NYC on this team. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Orlando. Kaká looked great. They did. Breck looked great. Breck looked great. Kaká looked great. That spin move from Breck Shea was pretty oh filthy, goodness. wasn't it? Oh, if you I haven't looked it. at it, oh. go find the go Find, find the vine, gingers. find the gif, yes. find the video, find it. Oh, my God. He's breaking ankles It's better if you find a video because then you can hear the crowd react. Oh, the crowd <laughs> loses it. Oh, it they're was, going was to love him. Now, that being said, I have to say... You know, the threat of of the pace of Carlos Rivas up top, which a lot of people were surprised that he got the start over Brian Rochez, their young DP. But that being said, this, the threat of the speed there dramatically changed the game in, in Orlando's favor, especially in the first half because they didn't oh, yeah. know how to deal with the pace. But that being said, that kid was off six, six seven times in that he match. He loved offside. being offside. He really they, did. They need, they need to clamp down on that. And I've said this to you several times, though, oh. Jeff. I'm going to say it again. That... Aurelian Collins should be embarrassed from that challenge. Oh my goodness, not this again. That challenge was horrific. His horrific ni- is his, what you're going to say? His, he had his cleats up and he hit David Villa in the knee. Think about that. In the knee. That's, He's describing this thing as like some kind of okay, tragedy that challenge. happened. It's not as in it is a Zod moment. E- but it's <laughs> not even the worst challenge that's happened in Major League Soccer. Yeah, You're describing it was the worst it like challenge of the, the weekend. Really, yeah, I mean, come on. Come on. Now, the reason that he's getting the, rating, the reason he's getting on my case is two things. One, that's his team. And two, I felt it was a yellow and not a straight red brandy. Oh, yes. Hashtag brand. Yes, I just yes, wanted yes. that moment. Let's move on. Let's move on. Sporting KC won New York Red Bulls. Now, what a goal from Lloyd Sam. Lloyd Sam. My goodness. Hit that from, and I have the stats, 700 yards away he hit that goal. Let me tell you Goodness. right now, I, I might be a that homer. That ball is still flying. It is. I might be a homer here, but I'm going to tell you right now, they, there was a question of who bent it better, Lloyd Sam or Mixed Discrude. I'm going to tell you right now, I voted for Lloyd Sam. Oh, boy. Way better goal. I know we didn't get into it. Mix had a really good game. Yeah, he really but did. But Lloyd Sam. We got an email. We, yeah, we got an email from uh, a guy who wants to go by Mystery Master. He asked about how we thought about Grella and Zizzo. Grella started and then Zizzo came at Zizzo. Wait, how do Zizzo. you say it? Zizzo? I believe it's Sal Zizzo. It's more fun to say Zizzo. Yeah, I Zizzo. You, you I do think, what yeah. you want. But I My Grella looked good. My Grella, my Grella in that match, he obviously, you're filling it. You're on the left side of the midfield. Obviously, the guy who was there last year, Thierry Henry. All you can't time, him. You what can't do you think? All time eleven player, all time he might be an all time eleven him, player. I put him on my all time eleven. I mean, how could you not? Especially if we're taking Thierry Henry, like age twenty five. I would tell you, Mike Grella found himself. Uh, for that himself, matter, I would take Thierry Henry, age thirty five. Yeah, I, Mike, I don't care. Mike Grella, and first of all, thanks, uh, Mystery Master, for the email. Uh, Mike Grella looked good, but I got the sense that he didn't know when to get the ball out of his feet. There was a few times that he could have put, well, frankly, had a chance one-on-one on goal, and he missed it entirely. Uh, Mike Grella, I got the sense that he didn't look up enough. He found Mm -hmm. himself in good places. Mm -hmm. He made good runs off the ball. He found himself on the wing and the channels and that kind of thing, but he didn't... The final pass and the final ball was lacking. And and that's what Thierry Henry did so well, is that he, no matter the situation, he was calm, poised. He would look up, find the right pass to make. And you yeah. cannot replace that. Well, New York Red Bulls is in a, an unenviable spot yeah. where you lose one of the best players who has ever played Ever played the, the game, game of soccer, yeah. And you have to replace him. It doesn't matter who you get. It's not good enough. No, it doesn't it's not matter. Be good enough. It doesn't matter at all. So I kind of feel bad for the people who have to play. Yeah, but Red Bull looked good going forward. They did. Look good going but forward. But I tell you what, Sporting, 
Dom Dwyer missed two or three sitters, and that game could have been completely different. I don't know if you guys remember this or how closely you follow Sporting Kansas City. Dom Dwyer has this as a habit, actually, of missing shots. Uh, He scores a lot of goals. Don't get me wrong. Great player. Well, he's a freak athlete. Great player. Yeah. But he also misses a lot of shots that I feel that those should go in. Different players would have gotten those goals. He's not as settled as he should be. I think if you realize if he just settled a little bit on the ball— he, I get the sense that he's a tremendous finisher, but he doesn't realize when he has time and when he doesn't have time. He has no awareness of he's that. He's always shooting like there are five defenders exactly. yes. falling on him right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's just not the case. No. Well, not always. But Sporting Kansas City is a team that I often want to do well because it's a small, small market team. Uh, they are a Midwest team. It's a Midwest connection. Yeah. They have won an MLS Cup. I still think they'll do well this season. The tough part for them is they're in the West now. Yeah, they are. And, and it's going to, I think they're going to do well, but I also think that until you start to, and Zussi looked good in this match, but until mm. the, the, the pairing of Zussi and Beesler start to play like they did pre World Cup, and, you know, Matt Beesler getting a red card in the first match, that's never good. But uh, I think they'll be okay. I really do. Can we talk about that Seattle-New England match? Seattle, three. New England, nil. Now, that scoreline is not quite fair to New England. No. But it is very fair to Seattle. I don't know how else to describe this. Seattle, they earned those goals. Seattle was freakishly good. I mean, Clint I, Dempsey, that first goal, it was a, it was a penalty. Oh, he, Seattle he, he can dribble. He, I mean, he was trying to get that penalty. Of course he was. But at the same time, it was an obvious foul. That's a foul yeah. outside the box, so it's a foul yeah. in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, but that third goal. Well, first of all, I don't want to underplay Obafemi Martin's uh, second. The, the header. Oh, first, my goodness. Oh, my God. He got, I mean, like crazy height on that header. We have to talk about that third goal. But that third we watched goal. that game while we were in a hotel room. Yes, <laughs> and eating Doritos. I, eating Doritos. Yeah, and I even said it to you at the time where we're in some kind of drunken haze. Yeah, Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins don't truly need any other players. They don't. But let me tell you they right now, they can make their own chances. They did have Marco Papa was involved, that and he did great. From Papa was he did what, great. That through ball was absolutely luscious. From Marco Papa. If you have not seen just the sequence for that third You've goal, gotta watch you it. have to watch just that. It is beautiful. Yeah, it really beautiful is. Beautiful setup, beautiful follow through. And you can tell while you're watching it. Yeah. There is no way New England stopping this. Yeah. And they didn't, and they couldn't. Yeah. Although New England Although was bright down. spots from New England, I mean, Juan Agadello looked pretty good. He he was once again, though, rusty on the finish. Didn't he hasn't played in so long. Yeah, and and it, he was very lively, and, and in fact, uh, New England outshot Seattle. I in believe that match, it. Which is which? When you look at the scoreline, you're like, what? Uh, and and there's basically even possession, but uh, it was clinical from Seattle. Absolutely Seattle clinical. Seattle yeah. looked like they were in postseason form. They really did. It was amazing. They looked very, very great strong. preparation. The pairing of Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins, whoever ultimately put that together, which I'm yeah. assuming Adrian put together, they are. The best pairing right now in Major League Soccer. I would agree with the that. The reason why I brought up the Josie Altador, Giovinco, it's not there yet, but I could see it becoming something like yeah, that. Yeah. They, I don't know how you stop them, because everybody knows now. They knew it before. You have to stop them. Yeah. You, you ha- have to stop them. But how do you do that? No one's figured that either. out. And now that you've got Marco Papa out there, uh, no. who's playing well, and keep in mind, Ozzy Alonso was not in this game. I know. He was it's, injured. It's freakish. So this isn't even full-power Seattle. It's, it's scary. It really is scary. Though in New England's defense, that wasn't full-power New England. Jermaine Jones no, was injured. He wasn't there. And Lee Wynn is also injured and was not so there. So clearly it wasn't New England's best effort. And, and like I said— They still they, look strong. They still created. I know it's 3-0. I know it looks bad. Yeah. But they actually had a very strong game. And I'm going to make a, a hot take right now. All right. No one's going to like. Okay. No one's going to like. This weekend, I believe— they were the best looking team in the East, an Eastern team. They oh, had the misfortune. Let me think about that. They had on. the misfortune of playing Seattle, which was playing out of their. I disagree minds. with that. I'm going to say that Who Columbus was the best looking team in the East, despite the fact that the, of the result. So both teams lost their matches, but I'm going to tell you right now, 
Columbus going forward looked really, really good. As you know, I do enjoy the LA Galaxy and Greg Berhalter, coach of Columbus. Mm-hmm. He is a former LA Galaxy man, so yeah. I do respect that as thank a pick. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do respect that as a pick. All right, thanks. I appreciate I'm it. still sticking with New England. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think New England, Don Darber, despite losing 3 I had some interesting comments. He did. Well, he always does. And it's one of those things where like, you're like, you really you weren't working on this before the CBA? Don Garber, in case you were wondering, was interviewed during the halftime of uh, the Orlando-New York City match and said that in the next 45 days they're announcing the next round of expansion. Jeff, where do you think it's going? Okay, 45 to 60. He gave himself a buffer. But yeah, I think it's going to Sacramento. I believe Sacramento's earned it. Yeah. Although I did read a recent article that says the smart money's on Minnesota. I don't know yeah, which Minnesota. Like one percenter Minnesota or like okay. Heartbeat of America Minnesota. Like I li- Bob Seeger <laughs> theme song Minnesota. I like that people feel the other ownership group is uh Heartbeat of America. Keep in mind the Minnesota I hear that song. What's the song? That's the Chevy know. song with Bob Seeger? Oh like, like a, a rock. rock. There you go, yeah. Like a rock. This podcast is brought to you by Chevy. Yes. The other Minnesota ownership group that is currently Minnesota United FC. Yeah. The the Minnesota Twins are part of that ownership group. So it's not like there's no dollars there and they had a bake sale and put this together. Like they have a lot of money too. But, and I quote Jeff Ross, only one of those ownership groups knows how to run a football club. And it's Minnesota United. It is Minnesota United. That's who I'm I want. Hoping, I'm hoping. If it's Minnesota, I need it to be Minnesota United. They already have a team. They've already proven that they can get players into the national team. How they many have fans? How many? And let's look back at Orlando for a second. Yeah. The teams, not just Orlando, the teams that have come into MLS recently from the lower leagues yeah. have brought their fan bases with them. They have brought excitement with them. They brought their entire cities with them. But the question you got to ask with this is how many times is. How many chances is Beckham going to get with Miami? How many chances? And I will tell you, I met some guys from uh, from Miami, the Southern Legion, this weekend, mm-hmm. and they were great, and they were super passionate about getting soccer in that city again. But uh, are they? If you're expanding two more teams, mm-hmm. are they on the outside looking in, or does he go full baller and do four teams? I think it gets expanded to four. And here's why. so. Well, then who is the fourth? Because clearly I mean, we're not doing one it all of the Minnesota right now. teams. You're not doing it all right no, now. No, but one of the Minnesota teams. You're gonna take a Minnesota team. You're gonna take Sacramento. I, I feel that even if the one that happens in 45 to 60 days is Minnesota instead of Sacramento, it's just a matter of time. Sacramento will get an MLS. They're team. gonna get an MLS team. I don't know if it's right now. I really think it should be, but I don't know if it's right now. But they will get an MLS team. Yeah. So you take Sacramento. You take Minnesota. You theoretically take Miami, which there's so much money and so much star power behind it. I mm-hmm. feel that at some point someone's going to get a deal done. And let's talk about really quickly what great work by the lawyers of of, um, of David Beckham. Because at the time, you know, he was guaranteed a twenty five million dollar expansion fee. At the time, you know, expansion fees were going for ten million dollars. Yeah, it was. But now it's a tremendous value. Tremendous value. Unbelievable tremendous forethought value. by and David Don Beckham. Garber admitted that they didn't think he was actually ever going to right really exactly. Use it. <laughs> They put it in his contract. They're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, whatever David. Gunn. Whatever. If we can get like a discount here on the yeah on the fee, sure." And then he used it. The other team, San Antonio Scorpions. Oh yeah, San Antonio Scorpions, well-run oh, program. They have a stadium already, so you don't have to worry about a stadium deal. They already own the land. Which it's Toyota a- is that? I looked it up the other day. And I think you it's remember, Toyota Stadium. I don't remember. I'm well, Toyota remember. Park is Chicago. Toyota Park is Chicago. Oh, wait. I think it's Toyota Field. No. Oh. Toyota, I, I get your stuff together. I looked it up, and now I don't remember. I actually <sighs> also found out why there are so many different Toyotas. It's not all Toyota. Uh, the money? course it's not all toyota the overarching corporation yeah some of them are like oh these are this is actually being sponsored by the toyota dealers of southern texas oh no wait really yeah i did not know that so some of them are not oh i'm on airplane mode on my phone of course that won't help that's not helping me but some of them are not the whole company yeah we we all get it it was toyota field wait which one's toyota field uh san antonio's okay fair enough yeah toyota field it is designed to be expanded is what i'm what i'm trying to get yes it is when it's original and it's already a gorgeous stadium Gorgeous stadium, gorgeous fan base. They've already won. They, they have titles. Uh, great support. I feel that they could be another. They could be an MLS team. 
that would bring us to three Texas teams. Yes, it would. But it's a big state. It is a big state. And if you're going to do three California people, a lot of people, if you're going to do three California teams, why can't you do three Texas? I teams? Agree I'm sorry, that. four California teams because LAFC is going to exist by then. Yeah. All right. We got through expansion. I don't see Indy 11 happening right now. I don't see St. Louis happening right now, but they could have a future, especially if promotion and relegation ever happens. Sure. But in other soccer news, mm. a team that I give, well, I don't know if it's too much, but I, I'm critical of them, the U.S. women's national team. Won the Algarve Cup. They won the Algarve Cup out there in Portugal. Good for them. And it's not that they won the Algarve Cup. It's that they redeemed themselves against France. They and looked so poor against France they not that did. long that ago. First game, what was that, yeah. a month ago? Uh, it, was, it was less than a month ago, I think. And uh, now, that being said, if, if you're the women's national team, you still can't be entirely content with your performance. You did not traditionally have not looked good in the run of play for the last few games. Mm-hmm. Most of your goals have come from set pieces. Obviously, they had you know a goal or two from uh, from the run of play this this game. But that being said, I'm not as comfortable as I thought I was going to be going into the Women's World Cup. It's already March. It's already March. Women's World Cup's coming up very quickly. Yeah, but we got something to add to the trophy case. We do. We have victories. Uh, it's been a while. La- the last time we were around, I think we came in sixth or seventh. Yeah. Something terrible yeah. in this tournament. And also, I think that the defending World Cup champions, Japan, came in ninth in this tournament. So we're coming in there with a little bit of heat. We're, we're a little bit of heat. Playing better, yes. We're playing better. I want to see more. Because I'll admit, I'm greedy. I want another title. Yeah, I would I agree want another title. Sure. It's in Canada. It's not that far away. But a thread I made on the American Soccer Show, I stand by. You either win that title... Or you can stay in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a deal. Uh, yeah. That's a deal. Sydney LaRue was born in Canada, so yeah. I think she'll be fine. Yeah. But everybody else will have to adjust. Yeah, indeed. Alex, we have more games coming up. We do. Do you want to talk about games? Let's talk about games. I'm we so excited. I have to admit how excited I am that the season's actually happening. There well, let this. me say this. I'm super excited because I get to go. So, first of all, all these, uh, you know, thirty, forty thousand people that show up to uh, to the to Yankee Stadium this weekend, Uh-oh. late to the party because we Uh-oh. were at the first game. We were at the first. We game. were at the first game. I sang towards the team. They ran to us at the first game after the first goal in the away section. Oh, God, it was so great. But there are the- games this weekend. What you gingers can look forward to this weekend? Friday night, March thirteenth, on Odima. I don't know why that I said it like sound that. Right at all? No. Houston versus Orlando in Houston. It, yeah, in Houston. That's in Houston. an important point here. In Houston. That's why I'm taking Houston. See, I thought you were going to take Orlando, and then I was going to be like the rebel and taking Houston. But I'm also taking Houston. I'm going to take Houston. I think Orlando will look very strong. Yeah, it's the first away game. You play in front of sixty-two thousand fans. That's one thing. Playing in front of uh, Houston is a different thing. Houston looked good last week, and Orlando looked passable last week. And and frankly, because of that, I'm going to pick Houston. And I think Houston is a team that can exploit down the wings against Orlando. Mm-hmm. Unlike, so once you know New York City got Shelton on the field and they started running forward along the wings, you start to see that. And I think that you're going to see Brad Davis and you're going to see Demarcus Beasley doing that all game. Run and I think DMV. it's going to be a long day. For Orlando, I really do. So it, I'm going to say 2-0 Houston on that one. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to go 1-0 on All right. this. I'm cool. going to go 1-0 on this. But this is a game to watch. And I'll it's tell you why. It's a great game This to watch. is also going to tell us a little bit more about who Orlando is. When you're playing in front of 62,000 home fans, you get amped up. You do. You get amped up. You get excited and all that. How do you play away? A small part of me hopes that we're proven hilariously wrong. I would Orlando love to be looks hilarious. amazing. I if know. they look amazing... Which they could. They still have Kaká. They could, yeah. Which I, I feel like I still am not totally understanding. They have Kaká. They have Kaká. And he has, had some turns in that in that game against great. New York. He looked great. He looked yeah. great, and he's probably going to look good. He has him. not looked as good in set pieces as I thought. Obviously, the goal notwithstanding. Although that was... He had several set pieces, but all of them hit the wall. That's the important part to, to think here. They need to be able to score from those set pieces because with Kaká... They're going to get those set pieces. They'll absolutely get those set pieces, and I think this will be a very dangerous team. But what we'll find out in Houston v. Orlando we will. is Saturday, who they are. Yeah, Saturday night, the 14th, uh, Chicago plays host of Vancouver. That game's on TSN. <sighs> I'm basing this entirely on how poor 
I think Chicago looked, and also how good Vancouver looked in a loss, even though it is away for Vancouver. I'm taking Vancouver. I, it's hard for me to have faith right now in this current team. My thing is, how can you not take Vancouver? I mean, <sighs> I would love to take Chicago. Yes. I would love to. I just don't see it right now. No, I don't either. I mean, Chicago looked so disjointed, and the new signing Rivero for Vancouver, despite having probably easily the worst miss of the first week, uh, they're going to score some goals. Vancouver is. That counterattack is absolutely deadly. They're going to score some goals. I'm going to take Vancouver as well. I'm going to say Vancouver probably maybe 2-1. I, I think, Ooh, I think Chicago's going to score. I do. Okay. I think, I think okay. they have quality on the ball to score. They just need to figure out the work in the midfield. All right, that's fair. That's fair. You know what? I'll, I'll get on board with two one. All right, cool. I'll get on board with two one. Sounds good. Columbus plays host to Toronto FC. That's at seven thirty. TSN two MLS live at the new Mafre Stadium. Is that how that's pronounced? I still call it. Mapfire. I don't know. Is it? It's probably Mapfire. I don't know. It isn't, but that's what no. I'm calling it. It's some kind of insurance company. This is going to be an interesting pick. I'm going to be interested to see what you you say about this. Ooh, I still think Josie Altador is going to score yet again. Yeah. But I'm going to take hashtag new crew. Oh. I took them last week, and it didn't pan out. I'm, I'm going to go with hashtag new crew. Greg Burhalter, as you have admitted to, has that team playing out of their mind. Yeah. It's Toronto away. Most Toronto games are going to be away for a while because their stadium's still under construction. Yeah. So they'll be yeah. away until May. I think in Columbus, in front of that Columbus fan base, who are hyped up, amped up, a team that came off a loss that they probably shouldn't have had. They're gonna win. I agree with you. I think. Oh, it's well, that's not what I thought I was know. gonna happen. I thought it's gonna be. I, you thought I was gonna disagree with you, but yeah. Columbus looks so good going forward. If they finish even an average amount, they're gonna look good. Col- Toronto still has questions on defense, defensive questions. They really and do. And I feel like Columbus is a team that's gonna take advantage. of This them. might be a. Are you going to go high scoring? You know what? I want to hear you say I'm 7 changing six. My, I'm changing my pick. Oh, my God. I'm going to pick a 2-2 draw because Ooh. I think both teams are going to score because both teams look good going forward and both teams – it's not that Columbus looked bad in defense. It's that you you don't have – all the pace that they have is going forward. Mm-hmm. Toronto looks good on the ball, so they're going to score. But that being said, I think it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting match. I'm going to say 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. I'm going to take 2-1 yet again. Columbus. 2-1 Columbus. All right, sounds good. We're going to go for it. FC Dallas, what, Sporting KC? Yeah, that's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great match. I'm sitting here struggling with it because I like FC Dallas. I like the youth there, and I like that it's home yeah. for Dallas. Sporting KC, that's a Peter Vermes team. It is. They lost. Well, they didn't lose. They had a draw at home, which probably felt like a loss Matt Beasler is out of this match. Now, remember that. Yeah, Matt Beasler's out. Oh, man, this is a tough one. I am real... You know what? I'm going to take a draw. I was going to reluctantly take FC Dallas, but I'm going to take a draw. First. I'm going to say 2-1 Sporting. I think Sporting really? is going to pull You're out. Really? Yep. another away win. I am. I think that there's no way that Dom Dwyer can finish, can finish that poorly two weeks in a row. I feel like he can. Well, he maybe can, but I, I think that looking at those two teams, Dallas looked pretty good, but it took a assist at the very end of the match. I don't I'm gonna, like it's going to stick. That game's going like to stick. And that game. That game? No, that game. Word. Word's going to stick. sticking with yeah. game. Uh, but that being said, Sporting looked really great. I'm taking a 1-1. All right, cool. All one, right, sounds one, good. Uh, Real Salt Lake at home, 9.30 p.m. It's Eastern time, by the way, uh, against Philadelphia. Um, Salt Lake. I'm taking Salt Lake. Oh, th- I'm agonizing over this pick, actually. Yeah? Like because, I was agonizing over I'm taking Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake looked poised, but not particularly threatening, really. They didn't look threatening. And I would tell you what, as poorly as Philly finished... They looked threatening. They really did. They looked good going forward. I think Philly are going to score a lot of goals. I really do. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I'm going to say his name because, first of all, he has a Spanish name, but he's a ginger, and I don't understand how that works. But Fernando Aristigueta. Guetta? No, wait, hang on. Yes. Aristigueta. That's how you say it. I believe he's the DP. Is going to score a bucket load of goals this year. He looked so good last week against Colorado. But that being said, no, I'm no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say two one Philly. 
He looked good, but I don't think this is his day. The Riot is a fortress. When Salt Lake plays at home, I don't have the stat in front of me, but their win record at home is something yeah. obscene over That's the past fair. few seasons. I'm taking them. I'll give you the credit that Philly will get some goals done, but I think Real Salt Lake will get more. I'm taking 3 2. The night cap that night, Seattle at home against San Jose. I mean, what do you got to say? Seattle? Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. What do you, what's the score line? Ooh, something nasty. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? Not as not as bad as the New England, but I'll do two two nothing. I I'm gonna second your two nil and and stick with I'm that. Yeah. Seattle. And of Sunday. course now of course now San Jose will just go nuts. Uh, yeah, probably. That's how all of our listen. Yep. We can't have nice things. It's not allowed. You really can't. And Sunday, Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff, yes, Jeff, yes. Do you know what happened Sunday? Is that the New York City FC home opener at home against New England? Settle down. We'll have to get you a chance. It's going to be great. I get to wear my, first of all, I have my my wristband on right now, but I get to wear my season ticket holder card. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. I'm greatly relieved that I am not sitting next to Alex Kibler (laughs) for this particular game. I am instead sitting here the foul pole because it's a baseball stadium. Indeed. They did open the 400 level for this game. game. That game might wind up a sellout. Now, how many people are actually in the seats? I don't know because I think there's going to be a lot of resellers buying those tickets and put them on StubHub because right now... The only good seats you can buy are upwards of eighty dollars. The I was on StubHub earlier today because I was just curious how that was going, and I saw there were forty dollars tickets, which to me sounded about right for a home opener. Yeah, but they're forty dollars in the four hundred level. Now, if you're not familiar with Yankee Stadium, and why would you be? Those seats are nosebleeds for baseball. For baseball, yes. Those are horrible. They're seats not great. No, for soccer, they could sell out the stadium. I sort of feel like maybe I should sell my own tickets, which are going for over $100, which is not what I paid for them. But it's <laughs> yeah, still going to be a very Seats in my section are like 105 or 110 I can make a little profit. Here. I know, right? Make a little profit. Uh, it's going to be a good game, but it's New England coming in off of an embarrassing loss that the scoreline 3 nothing against Seattle looked like they shouldn't have been in that game. Though the game itself, they actually, I think, look quite good. <sighs> New England's coming in. To New York, trying to prove a point. I don't know where Jermaine Jones is or as far or uh, Lee Wynn is as far as health is concerned. Yeah. But they could be there. I don't know. <sighs> I'm, I'm taking New York, by the way. <laughs> I'm agonizing over this pick. As much of a homer as I am for New York City, but... Oh, this is a tough pick. Do you know how much that stadium will lose its mind if New York walks out of there with a win? You're trying to make me pick a win, yes, and then you're going to retroactively change your pick to yeah, be. I'm going to go England, in. I'm going to re-edit this podcast. <sighs> I'm going to take. Listen, laugh it up. I'm going to take New York. I want to say New York, fifteen. I no, <laughs> fifteen. Fifteen no. goals. No, New York City. Ooh, <sighs> I will tell you right now if they start. An attacking lineup, New York City, I'm talking about. If they start an attacking lineup, I'm going to say 3-2 New York. 3-2 New because York. Because that team has three goals in them. They really do. If you, tar- if you start Shelton, Discarude, Villa, uh, get Nimitz out of there. Start Tony Taylor, Brovsky on the far side. That team can score. And I'm going to say 3-2 New York. I'm thinking 1-0 New York. And then New England will suddenly just win all of their Of games. course they will. They'll just win like That's everything else. And I'll look like a fool. And the nightcap. Okay, good. And the nightcap. Uh, Portland plays host to oh, LA Galaxy. Oh, I have to. I wish I could tune in for that. I have a yeah. meeting to attend that particular. Evening. Really? Yeah, I'm a busy man. That sounds terrible. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> but, but 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 that particular game, I think, is going to be a very good one. Yeah, I'm going to have to take another away win. I'm going to say one-one draw. Fair, that's fair. It's still in Portland. I but think I'm taking an away Portland win. created a low well. scoring win, like yeah. one zero. Okay, but uh, I, I don't think Portland will finish as poorly as they did against RSL because they're not facing Nick Romano. Frankly, that helps. Um, I'm gonna say one one. I think Portland can get a point out of that match. I really do. It's a tough place to play up there in Portland. Let's it be is honest a tough here. place to play, but a team that's designed to play in tough places is the LA Galaxy. That's a fair point. Like when they come and play Seattle, they often sell out that stadium. Yeah, and LA somehow often wins those games. Yeah, Robbie Keane, by the way, was in the news maybe getting an extension. Excuse me, an extension. Yeah, I've been he's having talking too much about he's talking about uh, getting a few more years out of the LA Galaxy. I- I'd do that deal if I was LA. Why would you not? 
I don't know why. Unless he's asking for some dollar amount that's insane. Well, the answer is because he flips off like random people in the stands when he scores goals. That was amazing, wasn't it? Those home fans won't care as long as he's getting them victories. If they win, they don't care. They do not care. Uh, He's 34 years old now. He's got another year left on his contract. We take him to 35. Yep. If you put another two on there, you take him to 37. Rides off in the sunset. I'd do the deal. I would do it too. Do the deal. He wants to play. Great. He can play. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he can go play, I don't know, for the Irish League or something, whatever he wants to do at that point. Right so off. I'm not signing him beyond 37. For right him. off into the sunset. With all of his millions of dollars. Indeed, yes. The only attractive of, women around him. Uh, he's doing okay for yeah. himself. I'm not too <laughs> concerned about Robbie Keane. The only thing that I would worry about is what dollar amount is he asking for? Mm-hmm. That's the thing I care about. Uh, in other news, I don't know if you guys remember Michael Gishburning, but I do. He was the goalkeeper for the Seattle Sounders for a little while. Did quite well for himself. And then, I feel, ultimately got cut due to uh, due to pay. Mm-hmm. Due to pay. Mm-hmm. You Someone can't pay t- six figures to a goalkeeper. It, it, it's tough when you're I mean, also trying to sign Clint Dempsey. At the right, same exactly. Time. And you're in a league that has a pretty strict salary cap. Yes. That was the situation they ended up in. On his Twitter account... He says he's coming back to America in June. No details. But I have to assume that's an MLS team. Yeah, I, I think he has to be. And that has to be a team that already is looking at whatever goalkeepers they have and say, hey, that's not good enough. Now, part of me wants that to be Philly because that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Philly. I don't know who it is. I'm not saying I know who it is. But I don't think it's Philly because they've been through enough. That joke has happened a few times. A few times. <laughs> a few times. Really quick before we go. Uh, we got an email from one Ray Garcia. He asked, a "Can ginger the U- mail. Yeah, a ginger mail. Can he, he asked, "Can the U.S. win the World Cup?" Amongst other ridiculous questions, we we joke yes. because we work with this guy. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, Jeff, do you have anything else you want to say this this podcast? That's oh, all I got. Is Jeff, oh, that, no. wait, wait, wait. We're, that's all we're, Ray The only answer is one question. Listen, Ray, no details. Ask it. Ask a tough question. That's an oh, easy question. Oh my god, yes, because it had no timeline on his question. Correct. So yes, 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 yes. Jeff, you got anything? Yes. Uh, not much more other than to say we, we being Alex and I, need to do more of these road trips someplace. Oh yes. We'll figure out a way. I don't know how it's going to work because we both don't make enough money to make that our lifestyle. Correct. But we'll figure out a way. We are so coming I would to your love town to come to your town. See how you folks are doing. Ways you can reach us at Jeff is Famous on the Twitter, at Alex S. Kibler on the Twitter, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter, at Straight Red Podcast on Instagram, Straight Red on Facebook, Straight Red at iCloud.com. Go forth in soccer, gingers. Boo. Boo. You're fired. Clear out your desk, which is in your own home. How? What? I live here. I have Cadbury mini eggs right here. I'm going to eat some in the microphone. It's not Easter. What are you doing? Well, wait a minute. There's a check here. It's not for you. Stop. I know it's not for me. We don't make money for doing this. Hold on. Wait, hang on. Here comes the Easter eggs. Can you hear that, Ginger? That's disgusting. There's a check here for a significant (laughs) amount of money. It's written in your girlfriend's name. I'll sign it all ladylike. Cash this tonight. Are you going to put hearts over the eyes? Mm -hmm. That's how she writes her name, right? Perfect.